everyone. Welcome to this week's episode. I am really excited for this one just because I feel like now I kind of dip my feet in and it feels a little bit more comfortable, which is ironic because it's literally just me sitting here talking to a camera. But why is it like hard to do? I don't know. I feel like people kind of joke or kind of make fun about like people that film themselves. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but you know, we're all kind of afraid of like being cringe. I guess that's, or maybe that's just my fear. I don't know. It feels like cringe to be sitting and talking to a camera. So it's like getting over that number one, just the feeling. And then number two, just caring in general that that's even a feeling to begin with. And I'm sure it kind of just goes away over time. But anyways, I'm excited for today because um, I just was a little more nervous the first time. And now I'm kind of like, okay, if I'm just treating this like my own little therapy session, then there's nothing to really think about. And I was also concerned with, well, should I kind of plan what I'm going to talk about? And I guess I need to have like a general idea before I sit down and just start recording so that I can kind of have a little bit of a game plan. But I also realize it doesn't really matter because I want this to be as organic as possible. And the only way to do that is by me just coming on here and expressing exactly what I'm thinking and feeling and wanting to talk about in that exact moment. So Technically, this is like episode number three, not number two, just because I did record with my best friend over the weekend and we are like going back and forth on if we want to post it and see this is like what I knew was probably going to be my my fear or like an issue for me when doing this is just that I kind of touched on it in the first one of just being afraid to be vulnerable, I guess, especially because I'm, I'm not niched and I just am coming on here and talking about myself. So um, it's kind of like, okay, what do I, what do I want to share and what do I not want to share? And what am I comfortable with putting out there? And honestly, it's a lot more vulnerable than people think it is, even if you are not someone with a big platform or you're just doing this as kind of a hobby or thing that you really enjoy, which is kind of how I'm treating it. This is just sort of a creative outlet for me. It's still really fucking hard because you just don't know who's going to come across it. And I think for me and my friend as well that I filmed with, we are, ours are, our fears are more concerned with family. It's not, I, I don't think either of us could honestly care less about just people we don't really know because who cares if someone you don't really know has an opinion about you. I know that's easier said than done. And I'm sure if you were hearing things from a bunch of people and just agree, a bunch of people just degrading you that don't really know you, I'm sure that is hard to hear, but I mean, that's not my situation. Um, I'm just more fearful of sharing myself fully with, I guess, (sighs) I knew this was going to be hard to talk about. Just, um, just putting stuff out there that you know, can be nitpicked. And for example, me and my girlfriend were talking a lot about just 
things that we talk about behind closed doors and topics that maybe our families are, or not maybe our families are definitely not comfortable with. Um, we both, I can even feel like my body language tensing up as I'm like speaking about this, which is honestly so cringy because it just, I just feel too old to be in that place where I'm still caring, but it is, it's like trying to find that balance of how much do I share and not share. And that is especially hard for me because I'm a very open person. Like I will, I'll share anything with anyone because I'm not ashamed of anything, but I guess that statement isn't a hundred percent true because why would I be fearful of family hearing my podcast with my close friends? Um, and you know, at the end of the day, it just stems from me coming from a more traditionally conservative family, not just conservative in the general sense, but also like culturally conservative. And there are some cultural things in there and topics that are very taboo um, and things that we're not supposed to engage in and things like that. And this was a topic that me and these were topics that me and my girlfriend got into deeply when we recorded this podcast last weekend. And you know, we, I don't watch them afterwards, but I just uh, had her kind of, I, even though, so this is where I'm at. I want to, um, I want to branch out and kind of force myself out of my comfort zone because I am that type of person. I need to be forced out of my comfort zone. Otherwise it doesn't happen. Um, I just will kind of push it off and be like, okay, well, one day I'll be comfortable. One day I'll be comfortable. But if I treat everything like that, it's just never going to happen. So for me, I know that I need to push myself out of that comfort zone. And a big thing for me right now is getting more comfortable with being authentic, even if that means upsetting people. And so I really want to post that episode. Um, but I also am respectful of my, of whoever I have on my podcast with me. And if they're not comfortable with it, if they've watched it and they're like, you know what, there's just some things that I'm not comfortable with or whatever. Um, I'm, I will always respect that. And also, just know that everyone is at different places and stages and not everyone is meant to be at the same spot with sharing themselves. And so I will kind of be mindful of that always when, when doing this. Um, but it is still hard. Like I am almost wanting to post it because I just want to prove to myself that I can do it. And I, can handle being that vulnerable and just deal with if there are topics that I didn't want certain people to hear too bad because that's just who I am. And so I've been in a weird kind of place since filming that first episode because I mean, the first one, I was just kind of introing myself and, um, just sharing a little bit about myself. But now that I'm kind of, you know, getting deeper into this and thinking about topics I want to talk about, it's like, 
shoot, can I talk about that? Shoot, can I talk about this? Like the fear is just coming up and it honestly feels, it feels kind of embarrassing. I don't know how to explain it. That's the best way I can explain it is it literally feels embarrassing because I know age, it doesn't mean anything, but as a 25 year old woman, it's just not how I want to be feeling about sharing myself and caring (laughs) about what this person has to judge, what judgment someone has on me. And it doesn't, the reason it, it bothers me even more so is just because it shows me there's areas that need to be worked on. If I'm caring that much, if I'm censoring myself that much, that just means there's still a lot of insecurity there. Um, and I think the only way to get past that is right now I'm trying to just accept that there is insecurity there and that's okay. We all have insecurities and this is mine. (laughs) I don't, um, of course there are other areas and I think on some level we all struggle with imposter syndrome, but this is very different than imposter syndrome. This is being comfortable being yourself, which I think is almost harder than imposter syndrome because with imposter syndrome, I think it's something you can work on in the sense of when you know you have it and everyone has it, you can just accept it and know that you need to fake it till you make it kind of thing. And I think you're going to feel like you're always going to feel like an imposter. Um, Even when you're in your career for 10 plus years, you're still going to have those days. This is just what I think. I I still think you're going to have those days where you're like, what the hell am I doing? Or am I really cut out for this? Or, you know, I still think that's going to happen. I don't think that disappears, but I think it's just something that we swallow and something that we just, we just know is a part of the human experience. Um, being authentic seems much harder <laughs> because um, you're just, you're putting yourself out there for judgment and you just, my understanding of it is that you just need to become completely comfortable with who you are. And that's really hard to do when you still don't know who that is 100% yet. And I think this is something me and my girlfriend were talking about in the second episode that we filmed. Um, by the way, I, I still don't know if I'm going to post that. I don't know. I'm, I'm going back and forth on it. But anyways, um, I... Yeah, so if you don't know who you are... <laughs> fully. And the question still lies of, do we ever know? Do we ever know? I don't know. I, my, I, my understanding of it is that we spend our entire lives trying to figure it out or we do the opposite where we just accept that these are the way things are and the things that we may not like about ourselves. We just let them be and the things that we want to be, we never become because we don't strive for them. So there's two options. Um, Or we just 
spend this life never really figuring it out. So I'm, I'm more on the ladder of, I don't think we ever fully figure it out. I think it's impossible. I don't think it's possible to know fully who you are because I think you just keep changing over time. And this is something that I was talking about in my first podcast of 15-year-old me versus 20-year-old me versus now 25-year-old me um, almost feel like three different human beings. And at first, I really fought this idea and was like, well, what's wrong with me? Like, why can't I just... <laughs> Why can't I just figure it out? And then I just realized that it will change forever. And as we go through seasons and life experiences and meet different people and different relationships and friendships, I think we continue to change because we pick up and discard things that we like and don't like. And I think that is a beautiful but painful experience. It is beautifully painful because shedding parts of yourself that you don't like is so hard to do because you are so accustomed to that person and shedding that feels like you're fighting yourself, like you're fighting something natural and like it's something you shouldn't be doing. And and you just feel so lost. And then once you do shed it, it is the most freeing, liberating, just the biggest weight is lifted off your shoulders. And when you fully accept that you've shed that part of yourself, you're able to just accept it. And maybe that's where I'm at right now with why I'm not <clears throat> why I'm not feeling 100% comfortable sharing a lot of things is because these parts of myself that I have shed or these things that I do want to work on or whatever, maybe I am still not fully there, fully at the point of I accept who I am right now, exactly how I am, and you are whole in this moment. You don't need to shed anything or add anything or change anything. You can do those things, but regardless of doing them, you are whole in this moment. And the reason I think this is so hard for us to do and accept is because it is not a societal acceptance. I think we're in a big self-help bubble and culture right now where every day and week there is a new self-help tactic, book, spiritual practice, meditation, a way to wake up in the morning and morning routine. There's always something that it's, it's like this quick, you think it's going to be this quick fix. And it's teaching us that we're not perfect the way we are right now and that you need to change something. And I couldn't disagree with this more. I, I just, you know, I'm, I understand that there's things that we're not going to like about ourselves and things that we're going to want to change and things that we're going to want to improve on. But I think there is a way to do that while still feeling a hundred percent whole. And 
I guess that's where I'm at as well. I'm trying to figure out how you do that while also accepting all these parts of yourself. And I think a big thing that can help um, for me has been shadow work, sitting with the things that I don't like and just embracing them and realizing that in this exact moment, I am exactly where I need to be. And I'm trying, even as I say that, I'm like trying to freaking spoon feed it into my mouth. Like Alexa, just you, (laughs) you don't need to strive for anything to make yourself to, I can't even word it correctly. You don't need to strive for anything to feel whole, to feel like you're at that spot of I have arrived. And I think this is a feeling that we're all floating around with of just like one day when I have the marriage, when I have the kids, when I have the perfect house, when I have, when I'm fully stable in my career, when I just am in the perfect shape, when I have the perfect skin, when I don't have debt, like I'm going to just feel like I arrived. And I think it's, (laughs) it's almost kind of depressing to realize that feeling is never, ever coming. It's not coming because the, the only reason I can say that is just because as I reach these milestones, it is still not feeding that thing. It's not feeding that hunger, that feeling of just what is the thing that's going to get me to that, this like weird end. I don't know how to explain it, but I'm, we all know this feeling, excuse me, of just that there's something out there that's going to give us that feeling of like, oh, now I can just relax. Now I can just accept life for how it is when in reality we could just be doing that right now. And we don't because we want to feel like we've deserved the feeling. We want to feel like we've worked hard enough to finally it's like taking your shoes off at the end of the day that you've just been dying to take off. It's like, oh, relief. And we're all like waiting for this accomplishment or this milestone or this thing to happen or this material possession to have to feel like, oh, I finally did it. Oh, I finally deserve to relax. And it's not even about relaxing. It's it's more so about just acceptance. And I still have no idea how to do that. (laughs) I try really hard, but it's like that weird circle of as long as you're trying, you're not going to get there because that completely removes the idea of acceptance. Acceptance means not trying. It means just being. And it's so long as we are trying to accept (laughs) it defeats the entire thing that we're trying to accomplish, which is acceptance. And so I guess the core of it is release and letting go. But why does that feel so unnatural? And I think it just feels unnatural because on a deeper level, 
we have a very old brain that is looking for things, for threats, for things that are going to cause harm, for situations that we need to prepare for. And we're finally in a time of life where we don't have those things. I mean, we haven't had those things for a while, but especially these last few years and this pandemic, we've just all been forced and like almost shuttled into, okay, think <laughs> about your life. And before this, it almost seems like we're all just kind of going through the motions and it's like, okay, this is what you do. You go to work, you come home, you do this, you do that. And this is how life is. And I think COVID, um, it is a privilege to have been in this situation. So if you were in this situation, it's a privilege. I'm not saying that this is everyone's situation, but if you were pri privileged enough to be in a situation where you were able to take the time to really think about what you want, um, it just showed that a lot of us are not doing what we want to do on a daily basis. And um, I think for a lot of people that led to a lot of big life decisions, a lot of big life changing decisions, like in terms of career, in terms of living situations, in terms of how they just, just lifestyle in general, a lot of people changed over the course of this time. And I think it's, it was almost beneficial in that way. Obviously it wasn't beneficial to society as a whole in many ways, but um, with trying to look at the silver lining, I think a lot of good did come out of it in that sense. But also at the other end of that is there's a huge mental health issue right now. It is the highest it's ever been. The numbers are insane um, of the amount of people suffering from anxiety and depression. And I think that only was heightened obviously by COVID and just everything that has changed over these last few years. And I also think that's why we're in this bubble, this bubble of um, read this book, drink this tea, do this exercise, wake up at this time. And you're going to reach that point of just acceptance because I'm also someone that struggles with a lot of anxiety. I struggle with a lot of just thoughts that aren't um, things that aren't even happening. And I will create an entire situation as anxiety goes um, out of nothing. Um, but even situations that are currently happening, I will ruminate on them. I'm a huge empath and a big people pleaser. So that's not uh, always in my benefit. Um, in interviews, it's always funny because they always ask like, oh, what's your biggest strength and biggest weakness? And a lot of times I just give empath as both because uh, it's very helpful in many situations, but it's also very detrimental in that it is exhausting to absorb everyone's energy. Um, and I do think this is a choice. I know we have temperaments and ways of naturally being, but um, I'm also choosing to absorb this other person's situation and energy. And so where was I going? <laughs> um, yeah. So mental health is something I've struggled with even before COVID. And then 
COVID just heightened it. And then situations that have happened personally have shown me how much anxiety I'm walking around with on a daily basis. And I'm at this point of feeling like I need to almost shed that. And like, I've, like, it is a state of, it's a state that I'm choosing to be in. It almost feels, that's what it feels like for me. I'm not saying that's what anxiety is. I'm saying, I think I just don't shuffle that energy into the right places. Like I could definitely use it to be helpful in some area. And there's like a fine line between realizing if you're doing a certain behavior to avoid or because this feeling of anxiety has risen up. So like I am a huge neat freak. I can't, (laughs) I can't handle when the, I'm not, I don't have an actual disorder. I'm not saying I'm OCD, but I um, cannot handle like just things being a mess. I can't get what I need to get done. And so when I'm feeling very anxious, I notice I go into an absolute cleaning spree and I'm like deep cleaning the bathroom suddenly. And so all I can do is realize that I'm doing that and try and just lessen that behavior. And I think everyone has a different um, shuttle for this. So for me, it's something like cleaning or it's something like, it's very productive things. So I'm not saying that's any better than laying on the couch and watching TV for hours because at the end of doing that, at the end of compulsively cleaning, I still feel just as anxious just as if I were to sit on the couch and watch TV while I'm feeling anxious. So I'm not saying one is better than the other. I just think it's good to realize what that thing is for you and realize when you're doing it and then kind of just tap into that and realize there's there may be something else that I can do better. And for a long time, I've kind of pushed that off and I'm like, well, who cares if I'm feeling anxious? Like at least I'm cleaning. <laughs> at least I'm um, like doing something productive. And, or even like working, like I'll do computer work and I'm like, I can just, I don't need to do this right now, but I'm feeling anxious. And so I'd kind of push off as like, no, I'm not feeling anxious. I'm just doing what I need to do. Right. Um, no. So when I say realize that you're doing it, not just because you want to, like if you're sitting and watching TV, just because you want to versus doing it to escape this feeling of anxiety, there might be some other avenue you can use. So like for me, that has always been physical movement, exercise, um, specifically swimming. Swimming is something that being in bodies of water uh, just helps me a lot, specifically the ocean more so than a pool. Um, I think tapping into that, those things that make you feel alive, that make you feel relieved of this experience. (laughs) I sound it so I make it sound so depressing. I mean, um, you know, life is beautiful, but it can be overwhelming sometimes because the emotions may just come on and you're like, where the hell did that come from? Um, So finding that thing. And it's really hard to find that thing sometimes because you kind of try a bunch of stuff and you're like, well, that didn't really make me feel any better. For some people going to the gym does not help them feel better. And I think that's like a message that we see a lot on social media of 
go to the gym, go for a walk. Okay. Some people don't feel better when they do that. Um, I do think a lot probably do probably more, the majority do if they were to just get their body moving. But again, I feel like generalizing is, is not always the best thing to do. Um, and just tapping into that and allowing yourself the freedom to do that. Another thing that I've always struggled with is when I'm feeling anxious, I would also make myself feel guilty. So <laughs> guilty plus anxiety just made me start spiraling. Um, my anxious thoughts have always more so been about uh, career, specifically getting into med school. That has caused me so much anxiety over the years. Um, that's why I'm really enjoying this time right now of not thinking about it. And I've went down. This is just how I am. See, I'm still like overthinking, even thinking about it. I'm like, am I not thinking about med school because I want to avoid something? No, <laughs> I'm just giving myself the space and the freedom to just be and just entertain some other things for once in my life. Because if that is, if it is going to be my career, then fucking cares if I didn't think about it for a year. So I am that person that cannot relax when they need to do something. Um, even though I have the tendency to procrastinate, I'll get in these weird high energy spurts of like, I'm going to do everything right now. Um, and then other times be like on a steady flow. I never get in funks of haven't done anything and have just pushed stuff off. Um, I'm always like very consistent, but I will have random spurts of, I need to do all this shit right now <laughs> and just pack it into this one hour and then exhaust myself. But back to the guilt thing. So I would make myself feel guilty for not thinking about this goal or not thinking about how I'm going to plan for this goal. And I'm finally realizing you can, your plan can be to plan for it later. And that just gives me so much like relief. I don't know. It's maybe it's just like a way of me trying to fill again, that feeling of anxiety, but telling myself that I'm allowed to do that just helps me cope and helps me realize we're all doing our best at the end of the day. There's so much more to be grateful for than not grateful for. Obviously everything is relative and some people are in very, very, very difficult situations. And that is why I'm extremely grateful too, is I have not had those challenges in life. I have not come from a difficult upbringing. I have not gone through those stresses as a child or even as an adult. I've been very blessed and grateful to have had a lot of stability in my life. And yes, things have happened that have caused some instability and drama and conflict and whatever that that stuff is just normal. I think at the end of the day, there's just way more to be grateful for. And I think this is this, the case for a lot of people, but we forget because like I was saying before, our brains, it's not our fault that our brains are trying. They're trying really hard <laughs> to find the thing that we need to fix. They're trying to find the thing that we need to work on, that we need to improve to become an amazing human being. And if we just realized that we are amazing human beings and that we're all trying 
to be our best. And maybe I'm being too optimistic. Maybe I'm being naive in my thinking, but I will always have that outlook on life of there is way more good out there than bad. And there are way more people that want to help than that want to cause harm. And are people broken? And do people hurt other people and say things they don't mean and engage in conversations they didn't mean to and say things they didn't want to say in that moment and tap into and just fully express things that if they were fully rational in that moment wouldn't. Yes. I think those things are normal though. And I think we need to give ourselves grace in those situations, patience, not just with ourselves, but with others. And this is something I think everyone, I don't think you have to be an empath to be like this. Like for me, I I'm so quick to give the other person the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> I'm always like, oh, well, you know, they're going through this thing and that's why they acted like this or, you know, they didn't mean that and just lessen their behavior. But when I do something like that, when I say something that I'm not proud of, when I engage in a conversation I'm not proud of, when I, whatever it is, when I treat someone a way that I'm not completely aligned with and that lines up with the person I want to be, I will beat myself up for it. Oh my God, I will beat myself up for it. I will make myself feel bad about it for days. I will sit and reflect on it and want to be introspective and think about like, what do I need to work on now? What do I need to think about? Why did I act that way? <laughs> and it's just like this never ending cycle. And I don't think you have to be an empath to do that. I think we all do that. I think we're all the worst critics on ourselves, but with everyone else, we're so much easier to let it go. And maybe I'm generalizing and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe most people aren't that way, but that has been my experience. And so I do think that somewhat re relieves the pressure though, in a way that relieves a lot of pressure, at least for me, because I just think about if I'm being, if I'm giving that person the benefit of the doubt that quickly, then that just means they're also doing the same for me. And that also goes with the idea of no one is thinking about you as much as you think they are. And that gives me a lot of relief too. I don't want, I, I don't think anyone, I think if you're a narcissist, you probably want everyone thinking about you 24 seven, but like for me personally, I don't want that. And I want everyone to just be living their lives and feeling comfortable in their skin and expressing themselves and showing up to relationships fully and being their authentic selves and expressing themselves the way they want to. And I think if we sit in this bubble of like, what is this person saying about me? What, am, what is she thinking about me? Or he thinking about me? And is that thing that I said, okay. And all this stuff, we never come to the table fully present and we never show up as our authentic selves. And that does such a disservice because that just means that someone didn't get to fully, fully know you and fully get to see who you are because you're so afraid of sharing. And I get it because I do the same fucking thing where I'm like afraid to fully share things or engage because maybe I don't want to be judged or whatever it is. But when I really think about that, actually, I think maybe, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I, 
have really cared less about that over the years. Again, for me, it stems more with um, just knowing who I can share with and not. I I know my place with how people are going to react to something I say. You know, I'm not going to talk about a taboo conversation with someone that I know has very strong feelings about talking about that thing. And I don't think that's being inauthentic at all. It's kind of like saying, it's kind of like an atheist going to a strong, hard Christian and saying like, I want to tell you everything about atheism. And I think there's a way to do that with actually just sharing both sides, right? And maybe that's not the best example. It could be, it could be anything. It could be anything. It could be, it, it doesn't matter. So it's not, and I'm not talking about religion. I'm just talking about people in general. When you have two people that have very opposing views, if both people are very open-minded people that are willing to debate and talk about these things, if even if this this topic is taboo to this party and vice versa, I don't think it's difficult to share in that case because you're both open-minded people and you're willing to hear the other person's side of the story. But if you know another, the person in front of you will not like what you were talking about because it's a taboo conversation for them and they're going to get defensive, you know this about them and you decide not to share, I don't think that's being inauthentic. I think that's just knowing boundaries. I think that's knowing what's appropriate and not appropriate. And this isn't like some secret. It's just you saying, hey, I would like to talk about this with you, but if it's going to become like a full-blown issue, if it's going to become become a source of conflict, there's no point in engaging that conversation. You can find something else to fucking talk about. So there is a line with authenticity. Like I, I don't think you should just go up to people and vomit everything out. <laughs> Obviously, you know, there's, there's lines and boundaries and social norms and all that crap. But I do think this is, it's kind of a, it's almost kind of a learning curve. I don't know how else to explain it. It feels like a learning curve of just learning who in your life are the right people. And believe it or not, at least is this, this has been my experience. You actually have to learn who that is. And it happens very quickly. You will know immediately if someone just accepts you for you or not. If they accept you for you, they don't care if you come to them and you tell them you did the most awful thing. They just accept you. And they don't condone this thing that you did maybe, but you just talk about it. They just, they still love you. They still care about you. And I know that this is something very hard for people to do. It's not just in families and relationships. It's in friendships too. It's, it's, it's just in human beings in general. But I do think this is also something that comes with practice as well because unconditional love is something very, very difficult for some people because a lot of us have been taught that love is earned, that love is, is, only given if you do the right thing, if you act the right way, if you say the right thing, if you behave the right way. And unconditional love means obviously no conditions, means I don't care how you show up. I just love you for the human being that you are. But if you weren't raised that way, and it takes a long time to know 
if you were or you weren't because it's not a very clear-cut thing. That's like a very abstract idea. So that's something that's very hard for people. And I think if you can also accept that and realize if someone is having a judgment about you or treating you differently or, or not loving you because of something you may have said or done, just realize that that's not, it's not true, true love. It's not true, true care. And I'm not saying that this is a set in stone thing. It's something that can be worked on. You can have these types of conversations with people where you can just tell them, hey, I feel like you're, it's just very conditional where I feel like I have to be this certain way for you to treat me a certain way. And, you know, it's relationships are complicated and complex and you need to just talk about these things. I think that's the source of everything. Communication, 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 communication. It's so hard. Maybe at the root of all of this is communication is really fucking hard. (laughs) That's it for today, guys. I had a really good time chatting with you today and I'm really excited to keep doing this. I had no idea where today was going to go, but I think my plan of just sitting down and shooting the shit is working so far. So if you watch this episode, thank you so much. Thank you for being here. I hope you're all having a wonderful week and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.